Welcome, everyone, to the Thursday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. A lot to get to on today's pod. We're actually going to do it in a truncated time frame. At least that's my goal for today's podcast. We're going to be starting with the big data out from the National Association of Realtors pending home sales, completely beating the street. I mean, they just crushed what economists were projecting. And in fact, they reversed a two-month downward trend in August with pending home sales increasing 8.1% month over month. That is the good data that we like to see. Now, of course, year over year, the index was down 8.3%, but then remember where we were a year ago. Things were crazy, just and so things are still crazy, just not as crazy as they were one year ago. Now, I mentioned they beat economists' projections, and in fact, like I said, they crushed them. 1.4% is what economists had projected was going to be the increase for August, so they just absolutely crushed what everyone was expecting in August. And not surprisingly, the Midwest and the South led this Increased. The Midwest led the way with a 10.4% jump from the prior month. And this, and like all the other data, was down from the year before. The Midwest down 5.9%. The South had the second highest increase at 8.6%, but was down 6.3% from the year prior. The West was up 7.2% with a 9.2% decrease from the year before in the Northeast saw an increase 4.6%, but was down 15.8% from where they were a year ago. Lawrence Young, the chief economist over the National Association of Realtors said that the growth in the Midwest and the South were a result of affordability issues, saying in a statement, quote, the more moderately priced regions of the South and Midwest are experiencing stronger signing of contracts to buy, which is not surprising because, let's face it, we are seeing massive price hikes all over the country, especially in the West and the Northeast. So if you're looking for somewhere affordable and thanks to this work from home revolution, you can work anywhere. Why not find something more affordable, at least in comparison to the Northeast and the West in the Midwest and the South. But here's the great news. So overall, the index was at 119.5. An index of 100 is equal to the average level of contract activity during 2000, which was in the range of 5 to 5.5 million. So on a historical chart, we are doing pretty good. And that's where you'd like to see us. You know, everyone's concerned that here's the cooling. The cooling has begun. And sure, things have cooled off a little bit, but we are still seeing some crazy activity once again in the South and the Midwest. And this craziness is really opening up an avenue that has always existed, but now it's getting a little bit bigger and it's creating some concern. And we've talked about this before. And what I'm talking about is pocket listings. That is listings that have not gone public yet and agents know about it and maybe they're showing preferred clients these properties. They're showing clients they know exactly 
That's what they're looking for. And this is creating some controversy. And in fact, Deborah Kamen over at the New York Times writes that the popularity of pocket listings have skyrocketed during the pandemic. And so in case you don't remember the last time we discussed this, what exactly are pocket listings? Well, it is the practice of brokers selling a home through private networks rather than on the open market. Pocket listings occupy a legal gray space, according to Andrew Lieb, an attorney and founder of the Lieb School, telling the New York Times, quote, it could be argued that they violate the Fair Housing Act because they could lead to disparate impact discrimination. So for those that don't know, and I know this because I just recently took my continuing education classes, I already knew it, but this confirmed what I already knew. Disparate impact, for those that don't know, you're not intentionally discriminating, but by your actions, you're creating a discriminatory impact. Therefore, it violates the Fair Housing Act. So and now the next question is always, well, how popular are these listings? How much have they jumped up? Well, Sherelle Risotto, a broker in Tampa, told the New York Times that the use of pocket listings at her brokerage have increased 40% since the pandemic and a Redfin analysis put the increase at around 67% in some markets. And it's believed the New York times says that quote, as many as 20% of all listings are now available only to buyers with connections to hear about them in the first place. And one of the other problems that I guess is contributing to these pocket listings is well, technology. PropTech gets credit for ramping up demand for pocket listings as dozens of high-end brokerages now offer buyers online access to private databases of off-market homes. And like I said, this is a legal gray area. And so a lot of people would argue, hey, there's nothing wrong with this. There's nothing wrong with what we're doing, but that disparate impact Reality when it comes to the Fair Housing Act does raise some eyebrows. So if you want to read the full report, don't forget to sign up for the companion newsletter to this podcast at marketsandmortgages.com to read all about what is happening with pocket listings. And as always, I like to end on a positive note, and I guess this isn't so much positive, I guess, depending on your perspective, mortgage demand saw a slight drop. And you might say, well, Tyler, that's not positive at all. It's not even close to being positive. Well, it is because we, for the first time in six weeks, saw mortgage rates move up and yet mortgage demand only fell by 1.1%. And it was pretty evenly distributed. We saw a 1% decline in the refi index, which was actually only down 0.4% from the same week one year ago. The purchase index also fell 1% for the week, but was down 12% from the same week one year ago. And because of this, the refi share of mortgage activity actually increased to 66.4% from the 66.2% from the previous week. But the big stat that everyone's gonna look to is of course mortgage rates. And we're gonna get more data uh, from Freddie Mac today, later today at around 10 a.m. I think that data drops. But according to the Mortgage Bankers Association, the 30-year fixed on average increased seven basis points to 3.1%. 
that is actually up five basis points from the same time one year ago. And the 15-year fixed, the average rate actually increased nine basis points to 2.43%, but that's still down 21 basis points from the same time one year ago. Joel Kahn, the Mortgage Bankers Association Associate Vice President of Economic and Industry Forecasting, said the economic optimism has pushed rates higher for the week, saying in a statement, quote, increased optimism about the strength of the economy pushed Treasury yields higher following last week's Fed meeting. Mortgage rates in response rose across all loan types with the benchmark 30-year fixed reaching its highest level since early July 2021. And as I mentioned, this is the highest rate that we have seen from the Mortgage Bankers Association in six weeks. Not, not, Not the highest rate, the first increase that we have seen in six weeks. And it should be noted the average loan size for purchase applications reached 410,000. That is the highest level we have seen since May 2021. So, so much for that slowdown that we have been hearing about. Not really coming across in the data that we have seen. So what's happening today, I should say. Uh, Initial jobless claims and final GDP numbers from the second quarter. That will be coming out at 8.30. And as I mentioned, the Freddie Mac mortgage rate data will be released at 10 a.m. We'll be talking about all of that on Friday's podcast. We're going to make it short this week, or I should say today. We're going to make it short for today. You guys enjoy your Thursday. I'll talk to you again on Friday morning. And as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait.